You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. Happy Friday, everybody. It's your host, Drake. Sorry about the audio quality. I'm still traveling back down to South Florida for my big move back to my hometown. And yeah, I'm still up here in Orlando with my little brother hanging out here for another day or so. And well, you're not here to listen to me about my travel concerns. You're here to hear part two of our interview with the one, the only, the fullback, Mr. James Coleman. Thank you all so much for the love and support. We love bringing this content to you. We love all all our listeners out there. Uh, But without further ado, let's bring on the fullback himself, Mr. Big Game, James Coleman. Drake, take it away, baby. I mean, I mean, that's I mean, that's the case of point right there. And I think you bring up a really good point where like my co is like, you know, I, I wish he could be here, but unfortunately he's uh, he's taking a graduate course in um at, for his um MBA up in Pennsylvania. He's in the air right now. But he also always brings up, you know, I don't support Mike Norvell Snoop because you know I like him as a guy. I support him because that's my school. Like that's where I went to school. Like, like I, he's from the Tallahassee area. He went to Childs. He played uh, he okay. was a wrestler there. His parents both went there as well. And he's like, he needs it the school to be good at football because that's the one thing that's been like a, a, a uh, succinct and consistent force like in his life. So it does hurt to him to see, you know, three and six. No one likes losing. No one ever likes that. No right. one ever likes that feeling whatsoever. But it's really important that, you know, Mike Nova at least gets the foundation, you know, back to where it should be. And then like, you know, maybe because he might not be the guy at the end of the day, but he's definitely needs to, he could be the guy for the next guy to make, you know, bring us back to where we should be. And I wanted to actually touch on what you brought up with if he wins seven to eight games and how that would help out the recruiting class. Since you were a recruit yourself, like, do you got the, do you got recruits? Do you guys actually watch the games? Like you sit down like that. Cause I always, I was depending that you're, you're 16, 17 or 18. You guys are going to go, you're 18. You're going to go party, go to a, like a little high school party or something like that. Or hang out. Like do you guys actually sit down and watch these games. Like how does the recruiting process actually like, go for some kid going through that? Well, it's a little bit different now, but it's, like you're right. Like, I mean, yeah, like, you're watching the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like, but, like if you're getting beat thirty, if you get like if we go to Notre Dame, we get beat to sleep. The atmosphere is gonna suck. So I like, don't actually want to be there. But if we're going there and it's a close game, like the kids are gonna be like, oh, this, so this is what because it's gonna be sold out. And I'm like, so this is what Doke is like, sold out. Can I play here? Like, like walking on the field. Like I was like, yo. This is where Peter Ward walked. Like again, different era. But like I'm like, yo, this is wild. Like I want to be here. I want to to do these things. But it's really the coach's job to sell to the kid how they fit into the system. And then it's really the peer pressure and the social the peer pressure from social media and media outlets that would determine and dictate whether that kid feels his be- his best interest will be in mind. The good programs and why they're able to recruit year in and year out separate the game from what is from the logo. So what do I mean by that? The U consistently recruits well, even though they have not won a national championship since I was a senior in high school. In two, so that was the 2001 championship, football championship. They've consistently recruited well because they talk about the guys who played there and Miami does a good job of making sure they connect to the guys that played there. And they always come back. They're always welcome. They, it is a recruiting mechanism. Like when I was playing, like if you're a linebacker and Ray Lewis, you know you're going to see Ray Lewis every summer. 
and you're going to be able to glean information off of Ray Lewis. And Ray Lewis is going to talk about Ray Lewis is going to be on NFL Network or whatever when he's done, and he's going to talk about it's all about the youth. They do a good like FSU is doing a better job. Like they've been using Brian McFadden, one of my teammates, mm-hmm. to to like do mm-hmm. a lot of stuff in social media. But in my opinion, like recruiting shows why what and so when I'm talking to kids and when I talk to I may say we suck, but I talk to people all the time. Like when I talk to Deloach, it's one of the best Kalen Deloach is one of the best examples. So I listened to what his dad said about how Michigan former Michigan players went in his DMs and told him how how much they would love him to come to Michigan. But that's because of the pride. And that's something that's also taught. What what I did was tell the dad what being at Florida State has allowed me to be able to do as a man to provide for my family. Yes, it afforded me the opportunity to play at a high college. It afforded me the opportunity to get some coffee and be engaged with the New Orleans Saints. But bigger than that, my, my media conglomerate this quarter is able to be launched because of that. My radio show in Jacksonville is able to be launched because of that. When I go to Seminole, when I go to different things, it's because of that, which is a recruit. Again, you gotta, you have to take the record and the play on the field slightly away from what it's like to be recruited. And believe it or not, Bama did a damn does a damn good job of that too. We know Bama at saving, and they're kicking people's teeth in now. I know Bama when Bama was like, eh, yeah. I kind of like, but Bama always so how good the fan base treated their former players, championship or not. There's a guy, Sam Matthews, from Jacksonville, who um, I think he's a uh, um, the, is a roofer. But when Sam Matthews, Sam Matthews goes over to Bama and gets treated like a king, and he was on those marginal teams at, at Bama. So, you know, but that's, what the, the, but that's on the coaches. That's on the off-field. Off but you're right. They're trying to see what the girls look like what the party atmosphere is like, and is it conducive for what they want to do with their career. So what they've got to show a wide receiver, even if they don't, even if let's say Notre Dame completely blankets and shuts down a wide receiver court, they've got to be able to explain to a young wide receiver why it would be different if he was there. I mean, no, I mean, that's like, that kind of leads me, me to be, because uh, we interviewed uh, Jordan Travis's old uh, QB coach, head coach over at Benjamin High School, when he recruit, was recruited to um, uh, Louisville. They actually had a little play, uh, play by play of him, like you know, with his skill set in their offense and how it translated to being that basically you're going to be like Lamar Jackson, and they would just show him running the same plays as Lamar did while he was at Louisville. So it was kind of cool to hear that you know they, the coaches are able to are more selling like what spot they have on their offense on the team. Um, so then I guess what also my question with that too is like are players consistently looking at like say like if I tweet something at a kid, I, and I always advocate you know stay away from tweeting or DMing these kids either on Instagram or Twitter, like, do kids actually, like, you know, put a lot of stock into what they see, what these uh, no, famous are saying? I don't think they do. And if they do, I don't want them. You just, you can't. My mother told me this. I, 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 funny story. I started my whole sophomore year, basically, of course. Mm-hmm. BJ Dean got hurt in the game. And then, but he was like, then they had the Street and Smiths and the, the different magazines that put the starters out. So I, I, I gained the starting job after the magazines put it out. I messed around and looked at war chat message board because that's what it was. Oh, I got my little feelings hurt. Oh, I should my feelings were so hurt. Like they were like, oh, we have to abandon the, the running game. We got some sophomore fullback. 
and they had me at 215 then, which I was 245. So we got some undersized sophomore fullback. <laughs> I was a former linebacker. They were going to suck. I, oh, and they ripped me. I'm like, I've been playing all year. What are y'all talking about? And I called my mama. My mama was like, my mama told me, you know, baby, you got to realize the same capacity they have to love you, they have the same capacity to hate you. Don't, don't pay it no mind. Read the positive. Stay away from the negative. And then I, I didn't get what I needed to get from my mama, so I called my grandma, <laughs> the one I was just talking about. And my grandmama said, who told your dumb ass to read? You got brought to Florida State to hit people. You didn't get brought to Florida State to read message boards. And that's what I tell a lot of kids. If you go out there searching your name, and I tell the players too, you go out there searching your name, you're going to find some encouragement. You're going to find some deep, dark crevices that you can go down. If you're, if whenever you're doing something that other people aren't doing, it's going to always be some guys that you don't need to pay attention to. And I tell them sometimes don't pay attention to me. Cause it, it, if it ain't, cause depending on what it is, it ain't going to always be the best, but I'll talk to you. I'm still going to love up for you, but I'm going to tell you how it is. But if you're looking for attaboys from fans that have never been in your shoes or your experience, experience, if you're looking for, a reason to go to Florida state, but because some guys who, who are borderline, their tweets can put them on to catch a predator. You probably, cause like if you, the recruiting is weird. Like if we really Recru- recruiting is weird. Recruiting. Bunch, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's a bunch of grown men accosting, watching every little step, wanting to know every detail of 17 year old boys. Like, it's just not a real – it's not – any other situation, we would be like, yo, that's kind of nasty, yucky, man. <laughs> but – so, like, they need to, like – they need to be focused on the positive, talk to your coaches, worry about what it does because what I always tell them is you have an opportunity in four year, four to five years, really three to five years, excuse me, to be able to set yourself up to where you could be making money for the rest of your life. I mean, Whether it be NFL cut- – or whether it just be based on your college degree, because these young men are coming in with 15, 20,000 followers and blue check marks. That's why I like the program that they're doing. Um, shoot, what's my the Apex? name? Uh, yeah, the Apex program. Shout out to Charity Grady um, running the Apex program. We did. I, I interviewed her. She broke it down. That's why I think that's such a, I think, and, and I think they need to make sure they press that. That's a, that's a unique recruiting tool. I would say, they're yes. training kids in marketing. They're training kids in marketing, which is what we're trying to do right now. I mean, Your that's podcast ain't, ain't nothing. <laughs> What's up, guys? Drake here. Sorry to you know take you away from the wonderful interview that is with Mr. James Coleman. I have to you know give a shout out to one of my favorite companies out there, and that is RockAuto.com. Now I've talked about RockAuto several times on the show before. My uncle, Dio Francisco, with his own mechanic shop in down Delaware Beach, has used them for over thirty years, and trust me, if it's good enough for him. It's good enough for you. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. 20 years. That's a long time. And you know they've been, long, been around for a long time. It also means they've been very, very successful. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Simply go over to rock, rock, go to RockAuto.com. Sorry, folks. I've been doing this for a while. I should be better at this. Go to RockAuto.com and use pro, write in promo code LOCKEDON. And how would you hear about us? so that they know that we sent you. Once again, go to rockauto.com, use the promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
And once you're done at rockauto.com, head on over to our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, which includes MLB, shout out to some of my Miami Marlins, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. That one's a little interesting to me because the Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley fight just got booked, so I'll be very, very interested to see what the odds are for that. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and use the promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, head on over to the website and use promo code Locked On. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bound your online sportsbook experts. And hey, folks, it's time to make some money. Let's ride. I mean that's I mean I mean you're not you're not wrong about that. I'll like, no, the Apex thing I think is a big thing, especially with the new NIL stuff. And that's one of the things that you know, like I'm an attorney now. Hopefully, you know, ten years down the road, my goal is to actually represent and help out athletes, you know, like with the contract negotiations and stuff like that. That's also why I'm getting my MBA too after I got the JD. So like because to me it's very important that these kids like understand their own value, especially when it comes to a sport like football, because football I mean, there's a reason why the average you know, career lasts is, is only 2.9 years and you only get the benefits when the three years are, are hit. So it is really important that these kids understand, you know, how best to, you know, utilize themselves and utilize their name and marketing and branding, you know, to put themselves not only in themselves in a better future, but their family and, you know, the families of their family. So basically that's, it is a good thing with the Apex program. And I think that's also why Mike Novell has been kind of a hit with some of the older uh, transfers like you know Mackenzie Millen and Jermaine Johnson, Dylan Gibbons. Hopefully, came out and comes into. Do you think he's able to translate that message with the transfers to the high school kids for twenty two? Because one of the things that I knew I knocked him off for was that his recruiting isn't really you know up to like the standard that we had. Because like I was there from 2011 to 2015 uh, to date myself, and we had I had Jim, I saw Jimbo like bringing in top five, top five, top five. Do you ever see him actually you know getting that sort to that sort of like you know upper echelon recruiting? Once winning? he starts winning, because his 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 method is this, um, and I heard it when doing a recruitment of Brian Robinson. Hey man, this is what I did at Memphis. Boom, 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 boom. This is what you look like. Boom, boom, boom. You can do it or you don't. Doesn't bother me. Works when you're winning. <laughs> I, I won't lie. If Mike came in and recruited seventeen year old me, and said that, I was like, oh man. Who the hell does this guy think he is, man? Miami's about to walk in this door. But if Mike did with Bobby's resume and does that, hey, man, Mike, you're right. You did. It's what Saban does on his um Zoom calls. I mean, yeah, like, you, just, you, just put, you just put the rings down. I mean, that I mean, I saw that picture of him just like putting them all out there, and I saw the Zoom call which seemed like selling. I was like, I mean, damn, yeah, because you're Nick Saban, you're probably the best coach I think I've ever seen in the game as, as a whole. And, and I just think that's just what he. he I think he came in and thought the logo was stronger in the state than what it was. Mm-hmm. And it is. But they didn't realize the relationships. COVID ended up messed up a lot of that stuff. And I'll give him credit for that. He overcorrected it for this class, bringing in Bartow, bringing in um, Sabbath, bringing in a bunch of like other guys. So, I mean, you got to hit. And when you're not from here, we talk a different language. Mm-hmm. In the state of Florida, like so, like it, we're cocky. We believe. Oh no, I'm from South Florida. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I'm I'm just speaking like oh. to the fans in general uh. who don't understand how Florida guys' mindset is. You got a guy from Arkansas talking to a bunch of guys from Florida, and you got a guy from Louisiana, 
you got a guy from um I don't know where uh uh what's it, boots man what are we, we joking call him boots um linebacker coach oh Marv uh, yeah I don't know where Marv is from I don't know where Coach Fuller is from I know a lot of these guys ain't from I know Dugan I know Dugan from the same from around the same area I'm from in Tallahassee yeah. but you got one in, in Odell but Odell's getting a little longer too. You got two Florida cats recruiting a uh, recruiting a hotbed. Man, you better get some guys in there that know how to speak this know how to speak this language and talk to these coaches and talk to their stuff. But again, I think they re they 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 redid it. I like it. Um, like I said, hopefully again, but they gotta win. At, at the end of the day, you gotta win. And, and it doesn't even matter how you win. If we win a bunch of games by one point. All they're gonna hear, like people will say, "Oh, you got lucky," but we like, did you get lucky seven, eight times? Yeah, it's double. Now kids, kids are like, now they feel like they feel the energy, they feel the momentum, they feel the vibe. But you just can't go out there and just be. You win one game, but all your wins are by the skin of your teeth, and all your blowouts are all your losses are blowouts. It doesn't help. No, it's not good for optics, but I think you're right about that, Norvell. I, you can see in his first press conference, because I wasn't on board with that. I was a big – I really want James Franklin the first time we did a hiring process back when I, we had Tiger, hired Tiger. I think James Franklin is probably my favorite coach out there right now. It's like probably it's him, Lincoln Riley. I've warmed up a little bit to Matt Campbell, but I just think he's kind of I, – I call Norvell a dork. I think Matt, Matt Campbell is a bigger version of that, but like in, a, in a probably more successful way kind of. But Norvell, I think, has really won me over, especially with his press conference, where it's like you can tell the fire and the passion he has. And it seems like he actually he cares about not only making these kids better on the field, but also off the field as well after that. So before I let you go, I'm going to ask you one more football-related question. I'll get some personal questions with you, if you don't mind. Um, so the last one, I guess, for football-related is for Coach Norvell. Do you think he's going to be this team's coach for the long haul? Like once, once contract is over, do you think he'll get an extension? Or do you think he's not going to be get that extension? He might be somewhere else after that. I think I think Norvell could get FSU to a ten win program. Okay. Over the course of the next few years, it's going to be tougher each year, but I, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. If he can get that ten, he'll get the extension, and he'll be the guy that can. But but a lot of it's going to have to be. He's got to keep Duffy. He's got to keep – not just Duffy, though. He's got to keep the other quarterback that everybody is really, like – he's got to – I don't understand his fans. Like, that's what you got – like, that's what you got to stop. You got to stop, like, one – my bad, no, I'm sorry. You got to stop one day saying, oh, my God, I love this kid. He's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Boom, boom, boom. Ooh, Duffy. Oh, wow, Duffy wants Uh, to come. It's like that meme of the girl and the guy looking at the girl while he's holding his girlfriend's hand. Yeah. Yeah. You can equally talk good about both, like, and it it's not that they started fans started talking about Duffy. It's that they started saying why Duffy's QB one, and and now you start bashing Nico. Yeah, you can praise yeah. <laughs> you can praise one and not bash the other. Yeah, and I and I don't and, like, and I don't Nico, I disagree with Nico being salty about it because I'm like like damn like I was you know top tier I was like the being everyone was taking pictures of me at the spring game because I was there and saw that and like now you're like basically throwing me in the garbage for this other kid, <laughs> right? And then I'm not even talking about the coaches that that's part. It's always been known we're gonna bring in two. Yeah, it's the damn fan. Like I'm like yo, y'all need to chill on that. Like nobody wants to come and be a part of that. Y'all on one hand telling FSU fans, fighting FSU fans who believe like we shouldn't be three and six. And like telling, oh well, recruits 
parents see this, don't you know? Then you're bashing the kid who was a bell cow with Travis Hunter, and they're having competition. They're having competitions about who could bring in the most kids, which again starts to feel like the the the, the Sam Howell. You would think after Sam Howell, after Jeff Sims, we would just be grateful that like, you know what, Nico, if you, we love you, Nico. Like we love you, Nico. We love you. But um, but yeah. Long story short, I think the way he communicates and resonates, um, the boosters who matter like it. I so like even 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 outside of that, like you know, a lot of his coach speak. I like Mike again, but I'll be like Mike. You got you, Mike talks to you different outside of Mike Norville. So I like that part of Mike. That other stuff that y'all that people be hearing and like get excited about, like oh I'll run through a brick wall. No, you would because if you played, you you would know you're getting coach coach talk. It like it, it typically goes through. Eventually, you start filtering it when you've been around it. But it is good though. I, I think Mike. I think Mike can be. I hope he is. I, mean, I, I, I don't want to suck is, for yeah. a decade. Yeah, I don't want to suck for a decade because and I, get, I know you're going to the personal side. So here's the reality: when people talk about stuff, I've got and. Another reason, I got cussed out. We, we got cussed out in 2000, after the 2003 season by the who's who of Florida State football players at the time because we weren't living up to the standard. And I didn't understand it then. I hated it. It's part of the reason why if anybody sees me not like Deion Sanders, that, that story, you can go find numerous times where I've told that story with Deion. That was my first time ever meeting Deion. Was getting, like, he didn't curse, but like basically being told that we all suck at life because because we missed because our kicker um couldn't come through for us or whatever um but they all had kids right and they're telling their kids how great it was to play at florida state and all the things that they remembered about florida state and i'm a child going to florida state remembering the dynasty right Mm -hmm. well my son doesn't know that my son knows the national championship because he was but he was a baby my son's seven years old now my son wants to go to LSU. Oh, it has to hurt your heart. <laughs> you got you don't understand how much that hurts. Like <laughs> you can be a fan all you want. My son went from like everything Florida State, everything Florida State to Dad, I like OBJ. I like Coach Um uh Orgeron. I, I like I like Coach Orgeron. But here's the other thing that hurt me more. My son had I nine caught he caught three touchdown passes. He had no gloves. I'm like where are your gloves? He's like, they're, in, they're at granddad's house. I was like, oh, man, he caught three touchdowns with no gloves? He's like, yeah, dad, you know, DeAndre Hopkins does this. So, you know, I was like, ah! <laughs> Talk about Peter Ward. Talk about, oh, we haven't had a wide receiver of note lately. Like, again, you don't understand the hurt that is for your son to tell you that I know Florida State was good when you played. They're not really good right now, and I don't really know if I want to go there. And he might not be good enough, but I want my son to like Florida State the way I like it. So that's. I mean, yeah, favorite. one of our our, my, our co-host Matt has a daughter, Charlotte, and I think he definitely would probably. I think she's four now. She's about to be four, and uh, I think she probably he's probably going to get her towards maybe playing some soccer or something. And the one thing is that I want her to go just love Florida State the way I do too. And he he makes her watch the games with him all the time, and she and she loves it too. So hope I guess. Hopefully, you, Charlotte, hopefully your son also, you know, we can get better by the time that they both are, you know, in school and actually playing. Because I we, we would love, you know, a wide receiver out there because definitely we need that one with that room right now. 
Hey folks, sorry to pull you guys out of the interview with the one and only Mr. James Coleman, but I had to pull you guys aside to tell you about our friends over at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar is the best tasting protein ever, or as I like to say, the most delicious protein that we've ever had, oh, with nine different delicious flavors. Me personally, I love the Cherry Barcia, but I have a new second favorite that might be pushing to the top, and that is the Mint Brownie. Max already is a peanut butter brownie kind of guy, but I'm, hey, listen, I'm here to tell you that Cherry Barcia... It's no joke, but no, seriously, Built Bar is the best thing to help with those cravings. It put away the Snickers, put the Milky Way away, stay away from Taco Bell, go right over, grab yourself a Built Bar. And if you go right now to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, you will get 15% off your first order. That's right, 15% if you use promo code LOCK15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Summer's upon us, folks. Let's get to it. So then switching gears over to the personal side, and I think this is going to be a little more fun because you were a former player. And this is one thing that we're a little divided on, on the podcast. Which of the two teams between, you know, University of Florida and Miami has a special, like, place in your heart just for absolutely just hating them? Like, which team do you got? What's up? I hate Florida with a passion. I hate Florida with a passion. You I don't know. want Florida to be successful at anything, any sport. I don't even watch other sports, to be honest with you, outside of football. But when I see Florida basketball lose, I cheer. When I see Florida gym, gymnast slip, I cheer. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I don't like Florida. Miami, I almost went to Miami. Uh, but, I mean, I'm not cheering for them. But, like, I, 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 again, use my son. My son, you go to any college he wants to. If he goes to Miami, I'll get it. It'll hurt, but I'll get it. If he goes to Florida, he'll lose his inheritance. I won't <laughs> spend the dime I watch him play two football games. In his entire career, I watch him when he plays Florida State both times a dope, but I'll never, I won't step foot in Gainesville. In fact, if he does that, I'll shake his hand when he graduates and say, You went through this as a man, you built your own, you built your own name, and I respect you. Let me know when I have a call me when I have a grandson. Don't call me before that. Like, <laughs> and he knows if he, he knows that. He'll tell you. If he chooses to go to Florida knowing all that. And God bless him, but he ain't getting a dime. And if his mother pays, if his mother gives him money, she's cut off too. Is that like, um, like, is that just your personal thing, or is that like the team, like the team specifically? Fo- nah, those are the that's on most one thing. guys. We we don't like. Really? Like I got some cats. Like you know, I'll talk to them. I'll, I'll be chummy a little bit with a couple of cats on Twitter, but it's very few. Um, it's not a secret. Um, John Heron, aka Hova, and uh, <laughs> that's at Florida is a friend of mine. But even Hova might be able to – if he's there, I may give him an in-home just to give him him something on his resume. But he – even he knows. If they call my son, they call my son, I'm calling child protect – I'm I'm calling the police for for, um, for harassment. I I don't want – I don't – I don't support – I don't – like until they get to the NFL and I have to cover them for for that, I ain't got nothing. No. When it comes to football, that's not – that's not even – that's not even a question in my God, mind. My I sister ran track at Florida State. My sister hates Florida. My mama hates Florida. I played at Florida State Developmental Research School, which is AKA Florida High or FSU High. Our rival is PK Young, which is Florida's Developmental Research School. We hate them too. I love so it. Like, it's I been, love it. It's been, nah, if you, I don't even wear blue. Like, I don't wear blue and orange together. Oh, it's a terrible combination to begin with anyways. <laughs> right. But like, I'm dressing my son. I see blue. Up, oh, nope. All right, we gotta change this. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta Not fix today. that up. 
But that's cool to hear though. Like that basically across the like because I know the baseball team it's flipped that they 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 say it was like Florida for the boosters, Miami it's personal. So with, I guess for the football team, it's just mainly Florida. And I guess with your teammates, which one of them was like your favorite teammate? Like which one of like the players that you you still call talk to every single like who was like your, your ride or die on the team? I mean, when I play, we don't talk as much as we used to. But mm-hmm. when I played, Lorenzo Booker was like my favorite teammate. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was weird because California boys are weird, but like he was dope. Like Lil Book was really, really cool cat. Um, Leon Washington is somebody that when me and Leon see each other, it's always, it's always love. Um, I talked to Travis Johnson the most. Though. Oh yeah, Trap. I um, see him on Twitter. Yeah, he plays. Yeah, Trap. You know, Trap is Trap is hilarious, man. But um, what happens is, man, it's like it's like a big family. It's a brother, and, and even with alumni, like. So we we may not talk all the time, but when we all see each other, man, you know, it, it's we catch up right where we last left off. And I, I think I hope Florida State's able to do this. One of the best things for Tag was having a reunion. So like the reunion was great, man, just to see everybody and, and you know, you know, we you know, on that note, you know, actually actually yeah, yeah. my closest teammate just passed. Yeah, you know. Um, rest in peace to Gino yeah. Hayes. R.I.P. Um, and, you know, but, you know, there's too many of us that's going, that's not getting their flowers before they, while they can smell them. So we need to all start getting together. But that's, a, that, it, it's, I, I don't say charge, I got to give it to a charity. But if you're a fan and you can be around some former cats playing, or if you're seeing us argue or go, like, just watch. Don't join in. If it's an argument, like if Cromartie and PK Sam are cussing each other out on Twitter, don't take sides. Just enjoy the entertainment. There's two brothers fighting that, that, that they'll make up one day. Yeah, Crow's hilarious. You won't. Like, you don't need to. <laughs> yeah, just, just leave them alone. Like, you know, there's stuff that, you know, we can say stuff that we want because, like, a lot at the end of the day, like I tell people, I scored in both those end zones and I bled and sweat on that field. So. Ain't ain't nobody else right next to say that. Yeah, speaking of that, actually, what's your most memorable touchdown then? Like your most memorable play? Miami, o, Miami 05. Miami 05? Labor Day. Running over Leon Williams. And Leon was, oof, Leon, Leon was a bad boy. He could hit. Um, that or UAB. UAB was my first touchdown. And the reason why that's memorable, that was my grandmother's first live football game. So she was there. She got seated. I scored. She couldn't believe it. She was like, did they set that up? And my mom was like, it's not how this thing works, Grandma. That's not how this thing works, Mom. But, you know, those are the things, man. But, like, you score – I scored 10 of them. So, some, you know, you start to forget some of them. But, like, I, that Miami one, I'll never – I'll never forget that one. Is, is that the, the – uh, is that the like, intro for your – your uh, your was it 36 Degrees podcast? Is it, is it that play? 36 Degrees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that play. It's like – I didn't know. I, I finally I watched the video and it was loud, but you could hear the hit on TV. I was like, God. like that was us. It's not. That's <laughs> that's insane. Like, like people actually like. I, I would. It's one of those things where I'm just like, no, I want my son to hit get hit or hit people like that. I don't know. This is everybody's got to choose their own path. But it's uh, again. I think a lot of people. A lot of people love the sport. But I wish more people would write or talk about the mindset in which it takes to play the sport. Because if they did, 
then it would change your perspective on a lot of things because a lot of times, like I, I love Ingram. You said I think y'all had Ingram, and I love Ingram um, and Bud's podcast. They're really good at analytical casts. Sometimes, but sometimes I listen to them. I'm like, nah, the play didn't work because that guy was six five, two sixty, mm-hmm. and runs a four five. That's why the play didn't work. Like, like those those guys, those guys win battles more than they don't. Like that's that's why that's why it's, it's a, until you until you've gone up against a Mario Williams. Like you'll never understand why oh, they didn't do the guy didn't kick this guy out mf this guy is six nine three hundred pounds that's like that's a mountain you can't move him like it's just but it's fun though but nonetheless it's still a, it's a it's a beautiful game it's violent and it's um kept a lot of a lot of guys who have violent temperaments out of jail and out of trouble and and created some of the best memories that a lot of people talk about on Twitter to this day. I mean, no, it's a beautiful game. I mean, like I, I come from a different background. My, my father's from Venezuela. I'm also Panama. I'm a first generation Latin American uh, here. My son, and, my, my son's a Panamanian. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mi gente, I like to hear it. I like to hear it. And like, that's the one thing. Like, I didn't grow up around football. I'm a baseball guy. I played baseball a majority of my life, played soccer for a while until, you know, I got too big. <laughs> so I just played third base and catcher. But then, no, it's like a, it's a great game to watch. I'm like, actually, my first college football game was at Doke in 2011. And I think it was it was the Miami game when now the Brighton when he just murdered that guy across the middle. And that to, me was still, that to me is like it's been ingrained in memory that started me like on this path of like, you know, I want to, you know, cover this. I want to talk about this every single day. And then I guess my last personal question before I let you go is what was your favorite recruiting visit? Like, how did that like, go down exactly? Oof. Uh, I'm trying to figure out the, the best. PG way to say. My, actually, I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> I went to, I took four, I'm trying to remember. I visited Florida State, visited Miami, I visited Georgia Tech. The FAMU visit didn't really count, but I, I visited FAMU. <clears throat> and I went to Morehouse College, which is HBCU. Mm-hmm. And I, I went because I had one more visit. And what happened was schools, it was my last visit. Schools kind of started pulling out because my GPA um, and my, my test score, I scored a 30 on the ACC, mm-hmm. but my GPA was like a two, three core. Like they didn't even think they could get me in, okay. lowering the scale. So Florida State, I had, I did what's now called like a blue shirt. Yep. Wasn't really then, that then, but they were like, if you get, if you can get, they're like, if you can get in. Mm-hmm. You either we'll promise, sure you the, have some promise the scholarship, you know, like a year from now, something like that. Yeah, I used to work in plastics yeah. on top of so, it. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so I got I got the scholarship in um, January. So they, it, it took me, but I didn't, you know, I didn't get it. <laughs> but because of my academics, but I went to Morehouse, they, they could have figured out how to get in. But my doctor was a Morehouse man. And I actually almost, I got, I really liked the school. And I was like, if I didn't like, if it all, if I wasn't able to figure all this stuff out, I would have went because they put together a package for me to be able to get a full, like it, it would, I would actually got a lot, of, I would have got a lot of money, but that coach actually ended up going to Alabama state. Okay. So that completely eliminated that. Cause I liked their coach. And then I, I got, I got in the full state. So, so, you know, if, if Miami would have, I probably would have got into Miami. Who knows? It would have been a toss up on Saturday, but, but I went to Florida State, and um, ironically, everybody 
you know, hates Jeff Bowden, but I probably wouldn't have been at Florida State if it wasn't for Jeff Bowden really fighting to get in at Florida State. So I appreciate Jeff and Billy Sick. Okay. I mean, that's really cool to hear. Well, James, thank you so much for, you know, coming on. Um, why don't you let the people know where to find you, where to follow you, support you, and all that? At Big Aaron James underscore 36 um, is where you where you can follow me for all of the things. Um, at um, at Fifth Quarter Inc., uh, that's the um, – the, you cover all college sports. Um, so if you're listening to other – if you're listening from other schools, we probably have your school there. Or if you go to fifthquarter.net, you can see all the articles, things like that. At Sports Den underscore Live is my, is my radio show that I do um, – weeknights from 8 to 10 p.m. You can watch it live on, on Periscope, uh, Facebook Live, YouTube, YouTube, or you can just listen to the rebroad on all streaming platforms. That's basically it. Um, if you follow me personally, don't be offended. It's a lot of randomness, a lot of, a lot of stuff. I'm not, I'm not a traditional journalist. This is, I can't fire myself, so I say what I want to say. <laughs> yeah, you can't fire yourself, no. Trust me, folks, he's a great Twitter follow. I've been following him for a long time, supporting him at fifth quarter. Also, you know, just does great stuff for the community in Jacksonville. Like I see you go out in there, you know, getting up the groceries, getting up stuff, you know, fruits and stuff like that for the kids out there. And that's really great to see. So, you know, with that being said, I mean, you, you want to plug that in real quick too as well before you head out? Yeah, or? man, I guess I got to do that. Yeah, 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 come on, man. Yeah, I have a saying, MFTK, which um, we actually, ironically, it came from recruiting. Um, but you know, I, like people kept asking me where these kids are going, man, forget those kids or whatever you want to replace it with. But we've, we've flipped it as mentors for the kids is the foundation. We give away, we have a weekly food drive here in Jacksonville. We've got book bag. We've got two book bag drives, one in Jacksonville, one in Tallahassee. We'll have a STEM camp, um, STEM and sports camp that will take 50 kids and we'll show them you know, different careers in sports, let them do some, um, some, some live things, trying to show, really just trying to show kids through sports that there's a lot of different things than just going and banging your head around. And then we'll have a mentorship academy that starts here in the fall. So it's really about trying to take the athlete, like kind of like what Florida State is doing with the Apex program, but doing it at the younger level to where we'll continue to have athletes be able to be good stewards of this athleticism, this newfound fame and the, and, have some fiscal um, ability to be able to change their lives in a perspective. Because what I found as a guy who grew up in the inner city, um, most of the most of the um, decisions that we make is based upon if we're hungry and how much money we have. So if we can so if we can correct hunger with kids and we can maybe show them how they can earn money the right way, we can maybe deter a lot of the bad stuff that's going on in the world. Well, that's great to hear, and hopefully you know everyone follow him, check that out, definitely bring him out. And uh, for me, this was Drake, uh, joined by the fullback himself, Mr. Big Game James 36. And we'll see you next time on Locked On Seminoles. Hey, y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Locked On Seminoles with our state of the FS Union with Mr. Big Game James Coleman. I know these summer months, our contents were starting to dwindle down a little bit, but we just want to thank you guys so much for sticking around with us since our Noel's not in his days. And it means a lot for you know uh, you to grow with us, and uh, we've just seen the numbers, and it's honestly astonishing. We just love bringing you guys content every single day of every single week. So we're gonna keep do, keep doing the best we can with that with these summer months. We have a lot of cool stuff planned out for you guys in regards to interviews and content, 
And we're just very excited to bring it to you guys up until FSU football season. Thank you all so much for the love and support. Now, if you can, please don't forget to rate, review, like, share, or subscribe either on our podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. And I'll throw in a little self-promo here. I'm also the co-host for Locked On ACC, so I go on every single Friday with the one and only Miss Candace Cooper. So go head on over there. This week we discuss ACC baseball as well as the College World Series and ACC softball. So you know our Lady Knowles and our men's Seminole team get a little bit low over there. So with that being said, for Max and Dave, I'm Drake. We'll see you next time on Locked On Seminoles. And as always, be the damn fullback, folks. Take care, everybody.